Jonathan Wakefield is a brewmaster and founder of Miami's renowned Jay Wakefield Brewing. Now he's opening up his internationally acclaimed tap room at Sirius XM Business Radio for an intimate look at the intersection of craft beer and popular culture. So pull up a chair, have a round on us, and join the conversation on the business of brewing. This is the Beer Hour with Jonathan Wakefield on Sirius XM Business Radio. Hi, I'm Jonathan Wakefield, and this is the Beer Hour on Sirius XM Business Radio 132. I'm here in the tap room with our co-host Maria Cabre. Hi, Maria. What's up, John? Have you ever ice skated before? <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually have. Actually, I thought uh, you were a roller hockey. Yeah, I was. I actually prefer skating on quads because that's what I learned to skate on. Like Hot Wheels down south? Yes. <laughs> Hot Wheels, which is now Super Wheels. <laughs> Shout out. Right. Um, but ice skating. Sophia, my daughter, likes going to the ice arena that's right by our house. And I remember going to one of your kids' ice skating parties Down in there. Pembroke Pines. Yeah, Pembroke Pines. Um, I kind of looked like a giraffe. You fell on Learning, uh, Yes, I fell on my ass. Thanks, yeah. John, for yes. shouting that yes. out. Yeah. Your ass was not on the ice. I know better. Uh, you I know better? A, because I blew my ankle out ice skating and then went and played a basketball tournament afterwards. So I learned my lesson when I was like 17. So there you go. Exactly. I'm still brave. Yeah. I still figure it out. I stay close to the wall. Um. But yeah, it's fun. So this leads into who's our first guest this week. Today's guest is the co-founder, co-owner of Ridge Rock Brewing Company in Carp, Ontario, 40 minutes outside of Ottawa, along with friends Jake Sinclair, Jason Lalonde, and Ryan Grassi. He started the brewery in 2018, repurposing a historic building in his hometown and producing beers that have garnered national attention. He's managed to do this while working at his day job as an NHL defenseman. He's played for three teams, the Islanders, Blackhawks, and Hurricanes. Now going into his 11th season in the league, he will lace them up for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Welcome to the Bear Hour, Calvin DeHaan. Thank you very much for joining us today. It's a pleasure to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is great. So, Calvin, let's, let's start at the beginning, as we always do here on the Beer Hour. You were born and raised in... Carp, Ontario. Can, yeah. What was it like growing up in Carp back then? Uh, you know, my mom and dad grew. You know, I was fortunate enough to to grow up on a on a nice big property. You know, my brother and I grew up. Uh, you know, in a blue collar family home, and um, you know, my mom and dad did you know the best that they could pro- to provide for us. Um, you know, both my brother and I playing a high level of hockey growing up, both of us growing up and, um, you know, playing a high level of soccer in the summer was, um, you know, obviously, you know, I just became a parent a, a few months ago. So, you know, I understand the, I'm starting to understand the sacrifices that, you know, have to go into, to that, you know, new lifestyle. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, it was, uh, you know, it's a small little suburb just outside of Ottawa and, um, you know, it's a small community. Uh, it still is. Um, you know, like the actual village of Carp isn't, isn't, you know, big. I, I don't even know how many people are there now, maybe 35 to 5,000 people, 3,500 to 5,000 people, give or take. And, um, you know, the postal code's big, but, you know, the village itself is tiny. And we grew up just a kilometer outside of the village. And, um, you know, for my brother and I, it was uh, growing up there, we, we spent a lot of time outside playing sports. Um, you know, we, we spent endless hours on the, on the outdoor rink at the, at the local arena um, frankly, we probably spent more time on the, on the outdoor <laughs> rink than, than a rink with a roof on it, to be honest, over, our, over our lifetime, um, which is kind of crazy, but it was just how we grew up and we, you know, hockey was always, uh, you know, a big part of our family. And, um, it's, uh, you know, I got, uh, you know, it's, it's home, right. It's, right yeah. I love, love going home. Um, my wife and I don't live there anymore. We moved just about 30 minutes South there, but, um, it's, uh, you know, I still kind of, you know, get the, get the butterflies whenever I <laughs> drive into town and stuff and, um, you know, just remember the good times. So oh, yeah. it was, uh, it's, it was a great place to grow up. How old were you when you first started ice skating? Uh, I mean, were you, born, playing, were you born with skates on? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. Um, you know, it's, uh, are, are you guys, where are we filming from? Where are Miami. You guys right Miami. Now? <laughs> I, I mean, okay. So I, I will tell you this though. Um, we used to have a, like, where I grew up down here, we used to have an ice skating rink. But I, I actually split time since my father lives in Washington State. 
He actually okay. lives about uh, 10 minutes from the B.C. border. Okay, so cool. I would always cross over into Nelson, B.C. right there. And they had yeah. a local ice skating rink, and we go watch local hockey games up there. Oh, um, sweet. You know, I remember growing up, like, it was uh, every Saturday, it was, you know, there was a program on, on the local channel. It's called Hockey Night in Canada. You know, you, the, the, the game of the week was on, and, you know, we'd all kind of, you know, the four of us at home would congregate, watch watch the game, really. That's and awesome. then, you know, in the intermissions, my brother and I would whip out the mini sticks and, be, <laughs> you know, be playing our own little game amongst the game. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. And it's a it's a great sport, and, um, you know, it's a it's just a great social thing too. You know, it's yeah. a lot of, it's a part, a lot of, it's a, a part of a lot of conversations back home, you know, it's, right. it's just always on everyone's mind. So yeah, I think, I, I think I would equate it. that to probably American football. You know what I mean? Because in my household, it was always football. I played college football. My son's okay. grown up playing football. I mean, that's his primary sport. He also plays basketball. Um, you know, my dad loves football. I mean, my my real dad played college football, so it's like football is kind of like that for us down here. You know what I mean? It's always like sun, you know, we yeah. got Monday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. You know, Sunday night is like football, football, football. You know, but it's like I think it was the same thing when I lived up there. It was <clears throat> close to the BC border. It was always you know it was hockey, 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 hockey. You know, and that's that's still kind of resonated. I mean, I I think hockey is an amazing sport. I mean, I think all team sports are a great aspect for the social aspect and, and just team camaraderie. So anything, anything as a young age for people to get involved, whether it be soccer, hockey, football, baseball, I think it's, it's a good thing to have. You know what I mean? Totally, totally agree with you. Um, you know, it was obviously a, you know, for my mom and dad, it was obviously a big part of their social lives as well. Yep. Um, you know, it's, it's frankly, it's, it's kind of sucks that it's so expensive to play with all the equipment and stuff oh. that you need. And, Oh. that's the thing that you know I, I know how my mom and dad did it but i also don't know how they did it because that yeah that's just expensive man <laughs> well i, I think you know? I'm, I'm thinking about it if i try to equate it i mean i know I, we're going off kind of on a tangent here but you guys obviously need pads you need skates you need helmets you need sticks right oh yeah it's everything head to toe right head to you toe know? yeah i mean for football it's 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 helmets shoulder pads pants cleats i mean that's about it that's where it kind of stops i mean unless you're trying yeah. to find the big thing for us right now, because I also coach uh, youth football, uh, 13-year-olds, um, right now is we have a shortage of leather footballs. It's, we have a hard time finding leather footballs of the age-appropriate size. Like, they're sold out everywhere. Like, Wilson can't make them fast enough. So it's like... Must be a, so they're must be a COVID synthetic? supply chain issue still. Well, <laughs> no one wants to use synthetic. Right. I mean, because right. synthetic is trash. I mean, right. the minute synthetic ball gets wet, you yeah. can't throw it. Really? And wow. it slips out of your hand. So you so, want the leather ball. Yeah. But yeah. now the prices went from used to be able to buy it for like 70 bucks. Now yeah. they're going for about 105 because wow. you just can't yeah, find it. So it's wow. crazy. Wow. But That is crazy. When, did you, when do you think you found out or realized you had a real talent for the game of hockey? Um, that's a good question. I was, I was never the biggest or, you know, fastest kid out there when I was growing up. Um, I think, I think once I got drafted, that was probably a bit of a wake up call that, you know, I could probably make a career out of this. Um, it was, uh, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough question because, you know, I was, I was always good, but I was never the best growing up. And, um, I, I think, like I said, I think it was kind of when I got drafted that it was, you know, that it's like, Oh shit, I got to, maybe I got to start working a little bit harder at this. And, um, you know, and and then, you know, you're still young at that age, you know, you're 17, 18 when you're getting drafted to the NHL and, you know, you're still a kid really at the end of the day. And, um, you know, I think once that day came, it was, it was a bit of a wake up call for sure. It's like, Oh, I think I can, I think I can do this. And, um, you know, I guess the rest is history. Now I'm going into my 11th season in the NHL and, (laughs) um, so it's, uh, you know, I've been fortunate too. you know, I got some, I've had some bad bounces along the way, but I've had some good ones as well. So it was, uh, you know, you can look at it from both sides, but you know, it's been a lot of fun. So how does it work? I mean, I don't think, were you, did you go to college or was this through like a, um, a league that you play through like youth into like your teens and that's where it's like, a, they pick you up through that. Yeah. The latter for sure. Um, I didn't go to college. I started playing pro hockey right out of high school. Right. Um, right. Uh, kind of like you know, baseball. There's, there's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, you know, a lot of the sports are similar in a sense. It's just, uh, you know, the, the NCAA is obviously a huge thing down in the States and it's right. a feeder for, you know, the professional leagues, but we have, uh, you know, they're called junior hockey leagues that, 
right. range from the ages of uh, 16 to 21 years old. And that's where primarily most Canadian, you know, top, top, top kids go play junior hockey and right. uh, you <laughs> hope to get drafted through that system. So nice, nice. So yeah. actually, you know, going to that actually in 2009, in the NHL entry draft, like you were expected to be drafted at the end of the first round. Um, but the New York Islanders actually traded up and selected you 12th overall. What was kind of going through your mind when you heard Commissioner Bettman call your name at the 12th position on that draft? <laughs> it was funny because uh, my agent at the time was, you know, we were prior, prior to the draft. It's just like any other sport. You do interviews with teams and you sit down and do all that kind of stuff throughout the combine. And even prior to the draft, you can you know, do some video calls and well, I don't even think video calls were a thing back then, but <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. You, you, you know, you go sit down with some general managers and stuff. And, um, but, uh, I think it was, uh, Philadelphia, you know, my agent was like, okay, they, they like you. That's a good <laughs> option for, um, you know, we've had, we have a good relationship with them. Yada, 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 you know, right. they're, they're, they're the team. And I think they traded, uh, for Chris Pronger that year. Oh, okay. And that was, so they traded their pick away. In, in that trade, yeah, I believe, and um, my agent like turned. He's sitting like in a seat in front of us, and he turns around and he's just like, "Fuck!" Wow. <laughs> am I am I allowed to swear? Yeah, absolutely, we're on. Yeah, we're, oh, okay. we're on serious. Serious yeah. XM. It's you okay. Know. okay. I just okay. wanted to make sure. That, <laughs> so that was kind of you know, at the time too. You know, I was slated to go anywhere from you know pick twenty to like pick sixty, right? Where right. you know where they're kind of the rankings. So you know, to sneak into the first round would have been obviously nice. And, you know, he turns around and he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, the Isles kind of, you know, they made a few trades throughout that uh, first round and, um, you know, they ended up calling my name. And honestly, like, I wish I could go back in time and and, and uh, appreciate it more because right. it, it it happens so fast, man. Like, you, you go down on the stage, you take your photo, yada, 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 you do a million <laughs> other pictures right. and all that kind of crap. Right. And then, then you get to see family and friends. And uh, I was fortunate enough that our uh, draft was in Montreal. So I was legal, legal drinking age at the time. And um, <laughs> right. yeah. so we, we had a good weekend the rest of the weekend. Um, so it was, uh, I don't know, man, it was a pretty surreal feeling. Like, uh, you know, hockey being such a big thing back home in, in Canada, it was just totally a dream come true. Um, so I, I've been pretty fortunate. I'm going to ask you out right here. Like what, what position do you play? I play defense. Uh, I, I try to. You're play. You're a defender. Yeah. How tall are you? Six one. You're more of an enforcer. Or are you actually got pretty <laughs> no. good? Uh, are you pretty good with the stick skills? Stick, more stick guy. Yeah. 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 No, not. I don't. Uh, <laughs> what are you pointing at? At me. She played okay. roller hockey. Roller hockey in high school. Yeah. But on the men's team. Okay. But they only put her in as the enforcer to actually check people against the boards. <laughs> Well, no one's gonna. I mean, I don't. I don't blame them. Yeah. I mean, I'm five. I was five ten. You know, junior yeah. year. Yeah. So they just be like, "All right, Maria, go in," and I just come like charging at these dudes, and I just wreck them against the wall, and then I'd get back out. Yeah. I don't know if the guys would necessarily want to hit a lady back, so I think that's a good tactical. Yeah. Tactical it's a one sided deal. To be it's a one sided deal. <laughs> yeah. They were scared. Yeah. They would be like, "Oh no, yep. she's coming." Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So it's a game I'll, within the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question that we like to ask a lot of athletes that we have on, on the beer hour. Do you think there was one particular coach in your life who had the greatest impact on you as a player and as a person? And who was that? That's a good question. Um, you know, I had honestly, I've, I've been pretty blessed with, I can remember a lot of my coaches. Um, but the one that sticks out to me is Bruce McPherson, probably. Um, you know, he was coaching me from the time I was five till he coached. So when you're when I when you're five, you're not really playing competitive hockey. It's more right. just kind of learning the game and stuff. But you know, he he was out there for for us for you know, um, man, I don't even remember how many years he coached me. It's, it was a lot. It was a good amount, probably five years when I was in the in the development years. Right. Um, so he always he obviously made a huge impact on my on my life for sure. Um, you know, and, and my mom and dad too, like, you know, they weren't necessarily on the bench and stuff, but they were always, you know, great role models and, um, you know, never, never forced me to play. They, they just knew that I loved playing. And, um, 
you know, I was, I was never banished to the garage if, you know, to sleep in the garage, if I had a bad game or something, you know what I mean? And they were always so supportive and, you know, they, I think uh, Bruce was the same way as well. It was always, you know, learn from your mistakes, um, especially at a young age um, and, and, and grow from those as best as you can. I mean, it's, uh, I think there's always at least one in there. I mean, I could probably think of one in football for myself, you know, and probably one yeah. in basketball, but definitely those people help shape you as your future grows and have that impact. It's kind of lifelong impact in your, in your sports career for sure. Yeah. hundred percent. And you know, I, it's funny, like, uh, Bruce's son and, and myself were the same age and, you know, we, we were best friends growing up through high school and we played hockey and soccer together growing up. And, you know, then we, you know, he, he ended up going to play, uh, college hockey, uh, for, uh, Clarkson up nice. in uh, the Northeast. Um, and I went to play junior. So we kind of went our separate ways and, you know, we, we lost touch for a while and, um, you know, it's just, it's hard to keep up with things. Um, you know, life's busy and stuff. And even at that age, uh, but you know, we started, we were back training together for the past few summers and, you know, we always reminisce about the, 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 the days of, you know, winning the silver <laughs> stick and stuff. That's just a big tournament and, uh, throughout Ontario. And, you know, we talk about that stuff just, you know, I don't even know now what's that's 22 years later, really. So <laughs> wow. it's pretty hilarious. Yeah. Wow. So, but you guys still train together in the summer then? Yeah. 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 Nice, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. So you're actually, you've been with Islanders, Blackhawks, Hurricanes, and you are now with the Lightning. That is correct. <clears throat> so you're actually going to be like partly a Florida native now up there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, you know. It's my, like, wife and, uh, my wife and and I have been down here for two weeks now, so we're, it's, <laughs> man, it's hot as fuck down here. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to ask. Well, hey, yeah. I mean, listen, it's, <laughs> it's, it's going to be a little bit different than Ottawa. I mean, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. Well, we're, we're looking forward from November to February. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's right. beautiful down here. For, it's beautiful yeah. down here. I mean, it, there's uh, no snow. Yeah, it's but, hot. Yeah. Oh, it's hot. I mean, it's, I yeah. mean, we're, you know, we're probably a good, you know, three and a half hours south of you guys. And it is just, it is very hot down here. So it's humid. Well, it's hot and humid. I mean, it's, it's both. I mean, but you excited for this upcoming season? Uh, yeah, I am. Um, you know, it's a new chapter. Obviously the lightning have, you know, over the past, probably since I've been in the NHL, 10, 10 years, they've you know, been, uh, they've had a lot of success aside yes. from winning Stanley Cups. They were always a, a contending team. And, um, you know, just to be a part of that, that culture moving forward, you know, the, the, you know, the, we're, we're trying to win this year again, obviously. Right. So it's, it's nice to be a part of a team with that, uh, those kind of aspirations. And, um, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, it's the guys have been great since we've been down here. I don't, I only played with, uh, I think two, two guys here currently I've been teammates with, um, so it's it's tough at times being being the new guy, but right. um, you know you you break the ice after two weeks or a month, yeah. <laughs> then everyone's exactly. everyone's pretty tight after that. So, um, but we're we're looking forward to it. So, how do you think you guys are going to look this season? Uh, man, I don't know. We got arguably the best goalie in the league. You know, yep. we got some guy. You know, a couple guys who can easily score a hundred points. So you know. And you got Victor Hedman on the blue line, and uh, you know uh, Mikhail Sergachev had a really, really strong year the last year and the year before. So he's coming into his prime. So I mean, the, the pieces are here, man. Um, I think anything can happen. Um, I think we have a, you know, I think the, you know, the, the the Las Vegas betting odds probably are aren't in our favor, but you know, I think the team knows <laughs> <Right>. that. <laughs> the, I think the team knows that you know we we can still win. There's, Absolutely, there's a lot of good. You know, there's the talent's deep on this team, so I don't know. I mean, we're kind of we were almost there last uh, year. Uh, well, the last Panthers, season. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Tampa has definitely ruled that department as oh, far yeah. as Florida For the hockey last goes. Few years, yeah, Tampa's yes. for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, oh, it was a you know, Florida was a great story last year. Yeah, you know, we, I was with, I was in Carolina last year, and then we just ran into a ran oh, into that's a hockey right. Yeah, we just ran into a hot goalie at the wrong time, frankly. And um, you know, should we have won the series? Maybe. <laughs> probably yeah, right, but, right um you know but the stars didn't align and yeah. uh it's just how it is and um so but it, it's good to see the teams down here having success because it's i think kind of a maybe an untapped hockey market in a oh, sense for sure no i, w- I was going to say um, that it, you know because it's kind of funny because my son had a schoolmate that was a hockey player junior hockey player <clears throat> and then when he started school this year the that kid actually did not come back to school. He went to the hockey academy down here. Oh, right. Exactly. So, yeah. so all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, there's a hockey academy down here? Like, I mean, yeah. 
Like so, you you can tell by that roll on of the success of the Panthers and the Lightning, like the growth of that sport down here, and especially in a place like Florida, you know, like you, how as hot it is, like just to see that growth among these kids with that sport is actually a pretty awesome thing to see. You'd be surprised at the well, I mean, you wouldn't be just from the success they've had over the you know, like I said, past 10 years, but there's a lot of lightning fans down here, man. There's oh, a yeah. lot, like yeah. a lot of people wearing apparel on the street. And oh yeah, it's, it's good to see it. I think it's, uh, I think it's really turned into a hockey town. Yeah. And, well, and yeah, it, uh, it is. Cause it's I good. mean, now that Tom Brady's gone, I mean, the football team's not going to be that great. So it's, uh, we'll <laughs> yeah, they, won, they won the other day. So. Yeah, I know they did, <laughs> but I'll give it to the yeah. hockey team for sure. Yeah. So, Let's uh let's shift gears here a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about beer and business now. Who who are your partners in Ridge Rock Brewing Company and and how did you come about meeting them? So it's myself, uh Jake Sinclair, um Jay Lalonde and Ryan Grassi. Um Jake and I have been friends for a long time. Uh it's funny uh my mom and dad have a uh a little income property uh, attached to our house. So, that we grew up in so they have a small little apartment there and and at the time jake jake and his uh now wife actually uh moved in there oh. and jake's jake's a few few years uh jake's four years older than i am and it was the way we always describe it on how we met it was like the scene out of stepbrothers when they when dale <laughs> and brand first meet <laughs> and uh i always knew who he was you know growing up he, he played a somewhat high level of hockey and um so i always kind of knew who he was and we played on the outdoor rink together over the years and stuff and um so that's how our friendship started was you know him pretty much living in my parents house <laughs> nice. and you know we've we've been uh really good friends ever since you know i was in his wedding party he was in mine and um so that that friendship that friendship blossomed pretty uh you know pretty quickly and so jay and jake grew up together and <laughs> a little jerky brief jerky there no and actually no I, maria actually brought on this is a wild strawberry Herbal tea. Oh. Herbal tea that we are going Fancy. to infuse into a beer. So it's a strawberry. Oh, nice. yeah, yeah, it's a strawberry. Jer- jerky blonde. would be nice though. I yeah. mean, but yeah. we don't really get good jerky down here. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Jake and Jason uh, grew up together, and um, so that's how they that friendship was. Uh, you know, kind of I guess uh, you know how they started. They like, they grew up playing hockey together and stuff. You know, you know how it is in Canada. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. And then uh, Ryan Grassi, uh, Jay knew him through uh, just a mutual friend. And um, it was funny, like uh, Jake, Jake called me one day when I was playing with the Islanders and he's like, hey, I think we're, think we're starting a, a brewery and carp. Uh, you know, would you want to be a part of it? I'm like, uh, I guess that'd be kind of cool. Um, and then after the season, things kind of really took off. Like we were honestly just kind of sitting around and the four of us, I you know, I haven't met Ryan before. I knew Jason a little bit and. Um, but we're all sitting around and we're like, oh, fuck it, let's just try it. And that's pretty much that's awesome. how it, how it's, yeah, how it started really. Like so, we're just sitting at a round table and having so a who's main, and, like who tossed the idea out first though? <laughs> you know I, mean? I think it was, I think it was more Jake and Jason kind of came up with the idea. It's funny cause carp, carp's always kind of growing up there. There was never a local, like a staple, you know what I mean? Well, I you mean, know, you probably few, had what, like Labatt's or Molson Oh yeah, the, yeah. The, the shitty beer. But, um, <laughs> exactly. Yes. It's not. It's not the the military grade Ridge Rock, the good stuff. Right. Exactly. But, um, it was. Uh, you know, there was never really like a local staple watering hole. Right. You know. Um. You know, you had to travel. You know, ten fifteen minutes to go go somewhere to 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 go to a maybe a nicer spot. No offense to the other businesses that right, were in yeah. cart, but um. You know, so we so we kind of took took that idea and like why don't you know we make a make a spot that's you know you can go on a date you can go out with the boys you can go with the girls you can go watch the game we kind of wanted to you know knock all those uh those those pegs down and in one spot and um you know we've i think we've cemented and you know planted our tree roots pretty pretty firmly into the ground as as the local spot in carp now so it's uh it's been it's been fun, man. Yeah, I mean, because I've read that you and your business partners really wanted to build something local residents could call their own. I mean, was that important because you guys were from there and to really kind of instill that there? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, just going back to what I said earlier, you know, there was you know never a local watering right. hole in the yeah. village for um, you, you felt know, that was people missing. to go and hundred percent. Yeah. You know, I you know growing up there, being nineteen, eighteen, in, in, in Ontario, uh, you know, I had to. I, not that it was a hassle, but 
you know, I had to, I had to travel to go grab a beer with a friend. You know, there was yeah. always, there was always restaurants and stuff in cart, but there was a, uh, you know, they, they'd last for a couple of years and, you know, then the next one would come in and, you know, there's, there's one building that has been like, frig, I don't even remember now, maybe eight different restaurants or something in my existence over 32 years. Like that's not a good, no, no. you know, I, I think the, I think the building's cursed. Frankly, <laughs> but, um, right. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, there's always been other other spots in cart, but we, we want it to be the premier spot at the end of the day. And, um, you know, trying to, you know, keep things local, you know, that's a, that's a, that was a big thing to us too, is just, you know, try, try our best to, you know, appeal to the local crowd as well. And, um, you know, there's a there's a vineyard down the road from us. So, you know, we, we have some of their wines there and stuff. And, you know, we, we, try, we try our best to, to, to support everyone around the village. And I, I think I also read that the building that you're in is actually, it was built in, 1893 uh yeah someone asked me this the other day and i was wrong but i think it was like 1868 or something it was actually built when wow. it first started when, wow. yeah it's crazy man that building's been everything like it was a uh, uh the trans canada highway actually like this is back pretty much in like horse and buggy days but the part of the <laughs> right. trans canada highway uh, uh ran through the village of carp at the time and um you know when vehicles starting to become more prominent on the road um you know the building uh turned into like a bus depot so you know buses could go get fixed and you know whatever kind of repairs they needed there was uh it was a pharmacy a gas station uh man it's been everything <laughs> but it's That's uh awesome. it's pretty cool um you know i can give you a little bit of history too like i'm sure you guys have a logo somewhere of us but um yes. you know the logo uh is the original building wow uh it was built as a two-story uh but there was a a fire that ran through carp in the early 1900s and it, and it flattened everything and they rebuilt it as a one story. So that's ah, our current building. Okay. So yeah. That's so that's awesome. how we came up with the logo was, you know, we, we found an old photo of the, you know, some, someone on the black and white camera from you know, <laughs> right. the 1900s standing right. right out front and we're like, that's a great logo. So that's amazing, man. You're listening to the beer hour with Jonathan Wakefield conversations on the business of brewing and popular culture. Given that you're playing professional hockey for nine months a year, now like you must rely heavily on your partners Joel and you know, like your partners and Joel and the rest of the dream team, as you like to call them. How do you stay on top of things at the brewery during the season? Um, yeah, it, it's 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 tough at times. Obviously, like it's not always on my mind when it, when it should be, but. Um, you know, we have, like I said, the dream team does a great job. Like that's Joel, our current manager, Heather, and um, our chef, Doug, uh, you know, these, yeah. So we, um, you know, we, we have great staff that, that really, you know, does the, the day-to-day stuff for us uh, exceptionally well. And, you know, we've been, we've been blessed with good help, frankly, um, you know, cause it's hard to find. Yeah. Um, cause you know, myself, I'm gone is for, you know, eight, eight months a year and, my partners, uh, the other three guys, all have their own businesses that, that they that they own and operate on their own. Yeah. Um, so you know, Bridge Rock gets pushed to the side a little bit in a sense, but um, the uh, you know, like I said, the the dream team is is you know what really keeps Bridge Rock going. But um, we, have, we we're, we're fortunate with good help. It, they they mean the world to me, and you know those people do a lot for us. And um, you know, it's uh, my dad even works at the brewery too, so he's he's a part of the dream team. That's pretty cool. I love the, the yeah. family aspect then. His dad works at the brewery. These are, uh, I call him the Swiss Army Knife. So he does he does everything. That's like John's that, dad. That's my dad. <laughs> that's my, that, that is my stepfather. Well, he is I, the I, uh, mechanic. He's MacGyver. El- electri- he's electrician. MacGyver. Like whatever we need, he'll come in and just fix it. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, no, and, and honestly, like my dad does the canning. He, does, he doesn't do any of the brewing stuff. That's, right. you know, that side of his realm, but... Uh, canning deliveries, you know, he comes in and cleans the building every morning. Uh, you know, he's been, <laughs> he's been called on Fridays and Saturday nights at like nine o'clock and he'll go in and fix something if there's an issue. And I don't know, I don't think we'd be in business without him, him and the, the dream team, to be honest. <laughs> and I'd also like to say that Calvin is joined by Joel Windich, who is the brewmaster at Ridge Rock Brewing Company. Thanks, Joel, for joining us as well. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Joel, how did you meet these guys and end up becoming the brewmaster at Ridge Rock? Uh, so it's actually a lot of circumstance that I ended up coming in here. Um, 
my house was in that tornado that came through Dunrobin back in 2018. Oh, wow. Um, and because of that, I ran out of food at home and had no power. So I ended up going to this new local restaurant that opened up, and it was uh, Red Rock. Oh, nice. Uh, so I ended up staying there, hanging out, having some drinks, and talking to the old chef. And uh, he introduced me to the guys, and then I ended up working for them, and then uh, slowly went into the brew house, kind of did a mentorship with the old uh, brewer, and then eventually took over the business. Oh, nice, nice. Do you, do you mind telling us about the uh the brewing setup like what how you know what size system do you have what's your capacity yeah so we uh we have a 15 barrel two vessel system and then we have three 30 barrel tanks two 30 barrel bright tanks and then two 15 barrel tanks oh very nice uh, so we have a pretty high capacity um we can brew pretty much around 15 to 18 uh thousand liters every uh month or so nice very nice and then yeah we have uh, it's just me and the brewery right now, kind of uh, churning over beer as fast as possible. So we're brewing about uh, 10,000 liters every month or so. Oh, very nice. Very nice. And yeah. is most of that, would you say most of that is for the restaurant itself? Yeah. So we have um, some licensees kind of scattered around Ottawa and some of the local uh, bars, a couple of golf courses, lots of golf courses kind of out in the valley. Uh, but for the most part, we do it mostly in-house. We have a large tap room here that... Uh, we sell most of our beer at Joel, which of your beers do you think have resonated most with the customers? Like what's your top beers do you think you guys make? Uh, our most popular, definitely our Amber ale um, is by far our most popular. It's the one that uh, is in the LCBO. Everyone likes to drink it. Um, and it's kind of just flies off the shelf. I can barely keep up having to make it because everyone just drinks it so quickly. <laughs> we wish um, we had that problem. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and um other than that uh we make a really really nice irish stout and it kind of um has been a really popular uh pick i didn't expect it to be as popular as it is honestly um but uh people love it especially those stout drinkers who like love their guinness things like that they flock to it and they can't get enough of it so i really love that beer i think it's really nice, it out pretty- nice. that's a good and beer then, yeah yeah oh, i mean i love a good irish stout do you guys? What other styles do you guys make, Joel? Beyond like an amber and Irish. So, what do you guys kind of venture into as far as making? Yeah, we uh, we do a lot of northeast style IPAs, like a lot of those big juicy hazy, hazy kind of IPAs, guys. Yeah, yeah. So we do kind of a couple of styles where we uh, we keep the malt kind of similar and then play with all the different hops. So we've been playing around with um, a lot of the classics like Citra, Galaxy, Mosaic, and we'll do a lot of those Northeast style IPAs with those. Okay. And then every now and then I like to do like an experimental Northeast IPA with some sort of new hop uh, that our hop suppliers can come up with. And I like to play around with those. I've dabbled a little bit with like uh, lactose and milkshake IPAs a little bit. Um, Other than that, we do like a classic blonde, a classic lager, like those nice light beers. Uh, We make an Oktoberfest Marzen around this time of year. I uh, just finished it today, right before jumping on the call, actually. <laughs> nice. Um, so we're, we're getting all that kind of stuff ready. So we kind of have a big variety of styles. And then seasonal stuff that kind of rotates through, depending on what's popular. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Joel. I thank you very much for your time. I know you're a busy man, but uh, thanks for yeah. taking time out to talk to us. Yeah, so we had a uh, pretty big Rolodex of beers we made over the years. But, um, you know, as Joel coming in as, you know, the, the young Padawan and now kind of taking <laughs> over. Right. You know, I saw the Star Wars reference, so I figured yes, I'd make yes. the young Padawan uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, joke. But um, you know, he's done a he's done a really really great job for us. So are, there's that's, that's not enough awesome. nice things I can say about him. He's doing an awesome job. Good man. That's are you awesome. are you yeah. a Star Wars fan? I, I, not a huge one, but I dabble. You know, you dabble. He dabbles. <laughs> he dabbles. Yeah. <laughs> so. I guess this is a uh, Rocco definitely directed this one here. Like, so I, I know old time hockey players because Rocco's he's he's pretty old, but oh uh, my God. Uh, you know old time hockey players back in like the sixties and seventies had a reputation for crushing some Molsons and Labats in the in the locker rooms. I mean, do you think yeah. that's still the case, or is the modern hockey p- player like more likely to drink craft beer post game, or you know what are they drinking now? Well, I don't think it's any beer. The game's changed so much now. So it's like a recovery? You're drinking recovery yeah, drinks? you're drinking drinking recovery anything for that matter. Um, you know, when I first came into the league, it was, it was a little different time. And um, not that guys would go get shit-faced after a game or anything. <laughs> right, but right. It, was, it wasn't abnormal to have a, have a pint here and there. Um, but it's changed a lot. You know, guys, guys now, uh, you know, I like to include myself as well in this, but 
I come into training camp in shape, you know, back yes, in the day, yeah. those guys were literally going to training camp to, to get into shape. <laughs> right. you know? So it, the times have shifted a lot and, um, you know, it's not as prominent, but you know, we still, we still like to have our fun and, and yeah. go crank some pints with the boys and, yep. uh, you know, it's, it's a good social, social thing. And I still believe in it. I think it's a, it's a good way to get to know your teammates is, you know, over a beer or, or two. Yeah. So I think, right. You're, you're playing nine months out of the season. Those three months of off season, you're still training. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's funny. I you know my my buddies are like, ah, you got the best job of all time. Yada yada yada. I'm like, man, I'm I'm 365 days a year. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I don't get weekends off. No, no. <laughs> I know, mean, like I gotta. I, I think you look at like almost all professional sports. Like nowadays, nowadays in exactly. this time, it's like they play their season, and even when it's not season. Dude, they're still training, you know, lifting, running, conditioning. I mean, and it's all just to get ready for the next season. So it's like there's never exactly. really an off day. And recovery. And recovery. I mean, yeah. right, built in recovery yeah. into yeah. that, obviously. I mean, because is, is hockey the longest season of professional sports? Uh, I don't, I don't I think, think so. I, I think, think it's, it's longer than baseball. Is. It's, about, it's about as long as basketball. They start at about really? the same time. Yeah, yeah. basketball yeah. starts yeah. Uh, a couple weeks yeah. after us, and we yeah. end roughly the same time. But we both play 82 games. Yeah. Um, Calvin, I have a question. You're, you're going into your 11th season, right? So yeah. after last off offseason, um, do you still work on new skills? Are there still things, that you, specific things about your game or are you just like, this is my skill set, I'm just going to maximize it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you have, uh, to, you have of, to understand, this is a Flyers fan. Why did you have to bring that up? We should have drafted yeah. you instead of getting Chris Pronger. I think he was hurt shortly thereafter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Uh, uh, it's... Uh, Sorry, what was your question? No, I, I was saying, do you work on new skills at the point at your point in your career as a veteran? I, I think it, I think it's a bit of both. Um, you know, I, I I believe that I think I honestly like I don't I don't skate like for the first month of my off season. I literally throw my hockey bag away in our shed and, and don't touch it. Like I don't right. I leave it. I shut it down. Um, you know, I I I believe in focusing on the the off ice training uh, primarily throughout the summer. Um, I think that's where for a player like myself and, you know, in, in hockey years, I'm getting older now. So I got to try my best to stay fast and, and quick and keep up to these young kids now. So that's where I try and uh, I guess maximize my performance. But, um, you know, I, I go out and I start skating middle of July, roughly, give or take. Um, and, uh, you know, just go from there. But it's mostly just, I, you know, small, small area stuff, I guess. It's just, uh, you know, working on stick handling and, and, you know, just trying to, you know, be quick on the ice is, is I guess, a way to look at it. It's not so much full ice practices in the summer. You, you say you're getting old in hockey years, but I think, uh, as I think I see in almost all sports nowadays, I think the lifespan of athletes is becoming a lot longer than it ever used to be because of all the training you guys are doing and the care you guys are doing yeah. and taking of your body. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, being a being a brewery owner, I, th- I don't even know. I don't even think I had a beer at the bar this summer, to be honest. Right. Like, I don't. I yeah. try and uh, you know stay away from that stuff as much as I can throughout the summer. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. I like having a glass of wine or a pint here and there, but uh, um, you know, I've really focused on my training just to try and you know create a little bit of longevity for myself. And, yep. Um, you know, not going into the gym hungover is not a nice thing. <laughs> right. You're not 18, 19 yeah. years old anymore, right? You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those hangovers change, I think, when you hit 30. Man, oh, it's yeah. crazy. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So do, I got I mean, do you think, like, have most of your teammates over the years been, like, macro beer drinkers? Um, that's a good question. I think like the style they drink or just yeah i mean like are they drinking like bud molson labats i mean most of those guys drinking like the mainstream beers oh for sure yeah 100 (laughs) percent. i always it's funny because like once once my teammates you know know that i you know i'm involved with the brewery back home right i'm like boys just you know try try the local pilsner instead of (laughs) or the local lager instead of getting a bud light like they 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 taste similar at the end of the day but i understand the the craft and the passion that goes into you know making a craft beer right per se right so you, i'd always try and try something different are you uh are you bringing samples in in the locker room to hand these guys to try 
<laughs> no, <laughs> uh, not this year. Um, you know, I, I normally bring a few cases. Uh, you know, smuggle a few cases over the border, yeah. and um, you know, that, I bring I, I bring a case down for the boys, and uh, I always bring a case or two for the training staff and the medical medical guys because they they're the ones who appreciate that stuff a little oh, bit yeah. more. You know, they yeah. so the I LCBO mean, is very strict. So oh, I know that I know I know because we've sent beer yeah. into Canada. We've sent beer that. to oh, yeah. Toronto, it's such a, and it's, it's such, such a, prison. a pain in the ass, dude. It's such a prison. It's the worst. So, like, it's, I mean, we've sent beer. I mean, pretty much around the world. Yeah. And I think the strictest guidelines of sending it's beer Canada. anywhere was yeah. Canada. Yeah. I mean, oh, because yeah. they would take, we'd have to send samples before we sent the beer. To get tested. And then they would test those samples to make sure they didn't they didn't have certain levels of... Uh, uh, anything. Anything. Yeah. Anything that was yeah. outside their standards. Yeah. And if it passed, then you could send it in. But that was like, the, I mean... I was like, okay. I mean, we played by we played the rules, and we you know we passed. But like, it, it was still like, wow, this is pretty strict to send to a country that drinks a, a lot of beer. I know they do. So yeah, it's, and it's it's the same for us if we want to do you know this. It's the same process. New beers, yeah, yeah. You um, know, they do the same thing, and it and it and it's not doesn't happen overnight. <laughs> well, I mean, it takes time, unfortunately, because you know any government, yeah. Yeah, I job know. or you know rep bureaucracy you got to jump through the hoops and absolutely don't move too quick i mean and now, so. and now that you're actually in tampa i, I mean, was about I mean, to say you, that you, i mean you're surrounded you're, in like a mecca. you're surrounded by breweries yeah. i mean i used to actually work before i came back and opened this spot i actually worked at cigar city back in 2013 oh okay yeah i mean before they you know sold to another corporation but um when they were still owned by the family, I worked there and kind of, you know, that's where I got my hands dirty and learned everything inside and out about running a, a brewery. A and production came in, brewery, yeah. You know, came down and opened this place. But, I mean, I know now, because when I was there, there might have been like 20 breweries in that whole Tampa, St. Pete area. But I think now there's over like 100. There's a ton. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, there's so yeah, many up that, there. That whole market now is just, it's I mean, I think it's saturated. And oh, very, no, absolutely. You know, no, I, yeah. I would, I would, I would agree. So. I mean, I, I talk about it all the time because we started, we really opened the doors into 2014, beginning of 2015. And we went to the Great American Beer Festival in Denver, um, really like our first year in. And I remember the number was like, there was 1,700 breweries in the United States at that time. And we went back for the next like consecutive three or four years. And by like that fourth year, we were at like 8,000 breweries. Yeah. And then I think now we're around like 10,000. It's just, it's too yeah, much. Yeah, that's, you know? that's, that's insane. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Granted, the, I mean, the population down here, I think, can suffice and help a lot of those breweries just right. because. Right. Um, but, you know, we only have 35, 40 million people in Canada, right? right. And you know, it seems like those, the breweries are starting to pop up a lot more often than not now. Um, but you know, it's, I mean, you guys know it's, it's not an easy, it's not necessarily an easy thing to no. start. No. Um, you know, we've had our, our hardships obviously over the years, especially with COVID in Canada was, uh, oh, yeah. know, the, the restrictions, the governments yep. were playing and, yep. um, you know, we just, it was uncertain to when we were being, you know, allowed to have foot traffic in the building and it was tough, man. It was hard, but um, you know, the community of carp and, and, and Ottawa was, was great, honestly, like, that's awesome. you know, I, I applaud the people of, um, you know, our neck of the woods that, uh, you know, really supported us and, you know, would, you know, the, you know, we were doing takeout food. Um, you know, the liquor laws are a little different down here, but you know, we, if we serve alcohol at a rest at a, at a brewery, you have to, you know, buy law serve food in, in Ontario. Right. So, you know, we have a, we have a full kitchen and stuff, but we were doing takeout and, you know, home deliveries and, um, you know, it was, it was, uh, a hard time for the company, but, uh, like I said, I applaud the people of carp and, um, you know, Ottawa for really, really doubling down and supporting local. It was, it was awesome. awesome. It was That's cool awesome, to see. Man. That is yeah. awesome. So actually, are, are you drinking water or is that like a protein shake you're drinking, dude? <laughs> uh, just, yeah, one of oh, these bad boys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Took it from yeah. Drink, yeah. 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 So, were you on the ice this morning? I was, yeah. Yeah? So uh, already getting some of that off-season training in. Like, uh, what did your program look like this morning? 
Uh, well, today we did, uh, I just skated today, did a little bit of a warm up prior to my skate. Um, but, you know, this is all optional for us at this point in time. Like, oh. we, I don't have to technically be in Tampa until right. the 20th of September. Right. Um, so it's all optional. But, um, you know, the, the strength coach is here and all the medical staff is here. So um, my wife and I wanted to come down early just because, you know, I am the new guy and I wanted to get a, you know, accustomed to everything and how they do things down here. Right. Um, but it's normally a, a workout or, you know, something more, more maintenance wise, I guess. Right. It's not, you know, we're not setting personal best records at the in the gym at this point in time it's, <laughs> right, no, it's mostly, <laughs> no it's just <laughs> exactly it's just you know maintain maintain your strength maintain your speed and uh you know we're on the ice you know there, there's ice available five days a week um but you know some guys skate once some guys skate five times so it, it's all it's all totally up on on the players right i mean it, do you think like that being self-elected do you think that shows more dedication? I mean, obviously, it, just being there is 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 self dedicated, but like versus those that choose not to be there yet. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, it don't forget too. Like we have lives outside of hockey, right? Oh, absolutely. Like you know, some some guys may have you know, uh, like my wife and I have to go back home to right. Ottawa tomorrow for a wedding this right. weekend. That yeah, we, you got that we you can't still miss. got lives to live. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, maybe some guys have, you know, family obligations or, you know, whatever. So it's, uh, but I think uh, maybe there's one or two guys not here that are on the roster. Right. If that. So, yeah. um, But, you know, back in Ottawa, I was skating with uh, a lot of the pro guys and most of the senators that were in town. And, um, you know, a lot of those guys didn't start coming into Ottawa until Labor Day weekend. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's different everywhere. But, I mean, um, so so you got. You know, new team, new city. I mean, being kind of like the new guy on the team, do you, do you come in kind of like with that chip on your shoulder, like you have something to prove or maybe to earn the respect of the coaches and teammates? Uh, yes and no. Like, you don't want to, you know, step on anyone's toes, toes or anything. Right, yeah. Yep. You know, but, you know, I'm trying my best to be competitive on the ice and, you know, show that I can, you know, play at a, at a high level, obviously. You know, the coaches and stuff aren't allowed on the ice at this time. So, but I, I, you know, I know they're poking around and, and watching a little bit through, through uh, some, a two-way mirror maybe or something. Right. Um, but, you know, I just try my best to, you know, just play good defense really at the end of the day and right. try and make it hard for the forwards. And um doesn't matter if it's a, you know, shooting drill or, you know, a, kind of a battle drill per se. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not coming in here trying to ruffle anyone's feathers. I want to, you know, be obviously be accepted by the guys. But, you know, every, I've, you know, everyone knows everybody, right? Yeah, With, of you know, course. So it's, I think, uh, you know, they, they understand a lot of the guys know what I can bring in to the team. So how much time have you spent in the penalty box? <laughs> are we, are we going to Rocco's fighting question or his, uh, hockeyfights.com? No, no, I was, I was gonna, I, that was, that was coming to come for me on the, on the follow up. Um, no, not, uh, I don't like spending a lot of time in there. I just find it a waste of time, but you know, so there's some things you obviously can't control and. But, you know, I'm not going out there looking for a fight or anything, but I still try and play competitive and, and hard hockey as much as I can. Uh, it, it was it was the hit that I admired more than the fight. The fight wasn't yeah. much, but the hit was beautiful, man. You took a big guy out, yeah, with a yeah. perfectly yeah, clean hit. It was beautiful, and, uh, yeah. You know, try and blow guys up a little bit once in a while, yeah. but I'm not looking to fight. Like You're not, you're not looking uh, to throw the gloves off? No, definitely not, man. I'm a lover, not a fighter. My wife might say different, but I'm, I like to think I'm a lover. But <laughs> Oh, so. man. So, I mean, is, is there anything that you think you have learned from playing professional hockey that has been applied to you running a brewery? Oh, I think, I think it's, you know, call me crazy, but I think it's so similar. Like, it's a, it has to be a, a team environment. Team. Team, um, team, team, team. Yeah, every yeah. everyone has to pull the rope in the same direction, and yeah. um, you know there, there can't be any animosity between you know all the way from our hostesses to you know our, our chef and our owners. Really, like everyone's got to um, you know be have a team mentality. I think at the end of the day, and um, you know it's uh, I maybe haven't necessarily liked all the bosses I've played hockey for, right. but I still go to work and and do my job and. Um, you know, trying my best to perform at a high level. And it's no different at a, at a brewery, um, yep. you know, 
maybe maybe Joel, you know Joel was on here earlier, but maybe Joel doesn't like me, but he still comes to work every day, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, and 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 works his bag off for us, and yeah. um, <laughs> so it's uh, I I think there's a lot of similarities at the end of the day between business and sport. I got one last question for you. Do you? I mean, obviously you dub down how much you're drinking, obviously during the season, kind of off season, but do you think you get you know the same amount of uh, good amount of thrill from obviously blasting a goal in from the blue line as you do from taking a sip that it, from a new beer that Joel may have put together at the brewery. Oh, that's a tough, that's a tough one, man. Like <laughs> his, uh, I know he, he talked, he, he's, a uh, Joel's very humble with, you know, his, his beer making skills. Nice. And, uh, he made this really kick-ass peach flavored, uh, milkshake IPA and nice. he didn't talk about it enough, but, um, you know, Maria, you being a brewer, you know how complex some of those recipes can be and, you know, how much time and, you know, it's obviously not a, uh, you know, high intensity job, but you still need to be focused and, and on things or, or else a, a batch can go bad. But he made this really, really good beer and, um, you know, he's, he's humble and <laughs> he's a really good kid, but he's got a, you know, he's got a good head on his shoulders at nice. the end of the day and he makes a good beer, but you know, I get, I get fired up when I try one of his new ones for sure. Like nice. it's, uh. It's, uh, you know, I try and be a, an unbiased opinion, obviously, but uh, I haven't, I don't know if I've had a bad sip of beer from him, to be honest. Nice. Just yeah. same, <laughs> same amount of uh, reaction you would have if you, if you knocked one in from the blue line then. I, yeah, I, I probably. Because you know what? Honestly, it doesn't happen often. Right. So I got right. when the when the goals come, I got to, I got to accept them and I got to have a good time with them for nice. sure. So. Nice. <laughs> Well, it's yeah. this has been an awesome, awesome conversation. Uh, we'll definitely be following you this year, and we wish you a very, you know, amazing, terrific season with the Lightning. Uh, stay healthy, and also uh, wish you continued success with the brewery, man. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate this. This is this is cool. I'm glad you guys reached out. Um, never been done an interview on. Uh, yeah, but I, I, yeah, thanks Rocco, but I, I really appreciate it. It's, uh, you know, hopefully there's some beer fans back home in Ontario that are listening and, um, you know, maybe we can get, a, you know, get a new customer or, uh, you know, a new Ridge Rock follower nice. down the line. So nice. uh, he, is, uh, he's going to take this back to the flyer fan base and say, we should have drafted this guy <laughs> and not traded for Pronger. Not Chris Pronger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, this has been, this has been cool. You know, we're, we're, we're small time back home, right? We're trying our best to, to make it to that now level and um you know anything like this goes a long way for, for ridge rock and myself well so we really we, appreciate uh, it we wish you very you know a lot of success man and thank you for joining us today right. yeah anytime this has been been a lot of fun thank so. you thank you brother that's it for this week i'd like to thank our guests calvin dehan and joel windich our co-host maria cabre our producer rocco riggio and our editor brian o'connell Thanks for starting your weekend with us. You can catch us each Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Business Radio 132 or anytime on the SiriusXM app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate the show and leave a review. Remember, people, the thirst is real.